0: Hello, and welcome to Medieval Murder, the podcast that brings all things gruesome and historical to the comfort of your own home or car or wherever it is you're listening from. My name is Hannah Purdyman, and I'm here with my father, Kevin Purdyman, to discuss some of the most famous and infamous murders that took place in the medieval and early modern periods. Medieval Murder came to be first as a blog, then as an Instagram, and now as a podcast after I finished my master's dissertation on homicide in early medieval England. The podcast will feature some of the most famous murders in medieval history, some mini-episode series on different types of medieval murders, and interviews with historians and history enthusiasts alike. Today, we'll be jumping back into Eagle Saga, part of the Icelandic sagas.
1: Where we last left Egil Saga, he was staying at Thorin's farm, recovering from his illness. His brother, Thorwolf, and Thorin were away at Thorwolf's wedding. He is marrying Asgard, who is Bjorn's daughter and Thorin's niece. As Egil began to recover, he became bored. The man left in charge of Thorin's farm was Olaf. was charged with running the farm and collecting tributes on Foren's behalf. As Egil was feeling better, he asked Olaf if he could go with them on a trip to collect tributes. Olaf thought that was a good idea, as Egil appeared to be a most capable man.
0: So at this point, how old is Egil?
1: Um, I'm thinking he's in his late teens, early twenties, probably. Okay. So Olaf set off with a boat with Egil and ten other men. The sea was not calm on their course, and they faced strong currents and a headwind. They were able to make land at Alto, an island which was owned by the king, Eric, run by a man called Bard. Bard met with them when they landed and asked them what their business was. Seeing they were soaked by the storm, he offered them shelter for the night. He took them to a longhouse with a large fire pit inside where they dried their clothes. When they were warm, their clothes were dry. He took them to another building and brought in bread and curds. The party ate the bread and drank the curds. Several times, Bart apologized that he did not have any other beverages to offer.
0: They drank the curds?
1: Yeah, I think the curds were kind of more, um, kind of liquid at the time. I'm not thinking, we're thinking like a true cheese curd here. Maybe something, curds and whey before, and I think you're thinking something akin to cottage cheese, but maybe a little more liquid.
0: That does not sound pleasant, but all right. Sure.
1: King Eric the Bloodaxe and Gunhild, his queen, had arrived the same evening as Bard. Bard was throwing a lavish feast with plenty for the king and the queen because a sacrifice was being made to the Dessur. So the, the Dessur, like the Valkyries, are depicted as being at times warlike, and at other times being nurturing and protective. They're a female spirit. The king noticed that Bard was absent from the feast and wanted to know what was so important as to keep Bard away from this feast for the king and the dessert. He was told that Bard had taken in Thorin the Hirsar's men, and he was seen to them. When the king heard this, he sent a message to Bard and said, Have Thorin the Hirsar's men? Come and meet with us.
0: So what what is a herser?
1: Originally, the term herser referred to a wealthy farmer who owned land and had the status of a leader. Throughout the Viking lakes, the herser was eventually redefined as someone who organized and led raids. In the 10th century, the influence of hersers began to decrease due to the development of effective national monarchs in Scandinavia. So some of the stuff I read said that they were like leaders of over a hundred men. So they were like Viking warlords and they would take people raiding. Um, oh, okay. So he, had a, he was a landowner. He had status. He had kind of a mini army that they would you know, go and, and do some raiding with.
0: So then this is all Thorin's bersers.
1: Well, Thorin, are, these are men that worked for Thorin or worked with Thorin. Um, because he was away at Thor's wedding there were yeah. there was like 10 of them 12 of them that were going out to collect some tributes that would later in turn be given to King Eric so Eric the blood axe the king had asked bard to bring Thor and the berserker's men to the party Eric asked Orlof and Egil to be sat near him Ale was served, and as the evening wore on, many of Arlo's men became incapacitated by drink.
0: Wait, so now they have beer?
1: Yeah, now they have beer. Okay. Before they, have,
0: they only had curd.
1: Yep, yeah, and Bard had said, I wish I had some more to give you, something else to give you. Uh, but
0: now he has ale. Now he has ale. And, I don't understand how where he got the ale.
1: Well, it's going to become an issue here. Because oh, okay. Bard insisted on serving them... More drink. Egil took a a drinking horn from Bard as he was trying to give it to Orlov. Bard gave Egil another, commenting that Egil was clearly very thirsty. As he took this horn, Egil spoke a verse. You told the troll woman's foe you were short of feast drink. When appeasing the goddess, you deceived us. Despoiler of Graves, you hid your plotting thoughts. From men you did not know. For sheer spite, Bard, you have played a bad trick on us. So clearly, Egil's pissed off that Bard lied to him about not having any drink. Right? Hmm. And Bard was trying to be like, he's throwing this feast for the king. He doesn't want to invite Thorin, or he doesn't want to invite Olive and Egil into the feast. But now they're there. And they're having a good time, but Eagle, we know, is going to harbor a grudge. Okay. So, with this, Bard told him to quit mocking him. Bard went to the queen and told her that Eagle was bringing shame on them, always claiming to be thirsty no matter how much he drank. The queen and Bard added poison, drinking horn, and made. Whoa. Yep. Yeah, and Bard made a sign over it as he handed it over to the servant woman to be taken to Eagle.
0: That seems like an overreaction. Yeah. And they just had poison readily
1: available. Well, you know, if you remember back in Egil Three, Egil and his brother Thorin were allowed because King Eric, when he was a prince, told his dad, yeah, these are good people. We can trust them. And his dad warned him, you know, the fairheader said, you know, I've, I've had trouble with this family before, you know, do do what you want. You know, so I think Gunhild is a little bit aware she's of... She's ready. She's ready, right? So the, the servant girl takes the horn um, to Egil, but Egil saw Bard doing his sign over it. So I think Egil's a little bit, ah, what's going on here? So Egil took the horn, carved some runes on it, runes were kind of a language of the day and then stabbed his palm and smeared blood on the horn so it kind of exposed the runes what he would carved in it and then he, sa- then he said this first I carve runes on this horn reddened words with my blood I chose words for the trees of the wild beast ear roots drink as we wished this mead Brought by mary's servants let us find out how we fare from the ale that barred his blessed so at that point the the drinking horde shattered spilling all the contents on the straw
0: because
1: i i don't know i think because whatever he carved on there had some mystical magical thing and Eggle was not going to be poisoned okay so so the horn shattered. He can't drink it. At this point, Egil sees that Olaf is on the verge of passing out, so he begins to carry him out of the hall. Bard, not, you know, Bard still he's still in it, man. Him and the queen are still in it. So Bard brings another horn, tries to give it to Olaf, and ask him to drink a farewell toast. I think at this point Bard's hoping that Egil's going to take it and. And down it like he has in the past. Mm. And so Ego replied with this verse. I'm feeling drunk and the ale has left all of pale in the gills. I let spray ox beers foam over my beard. Your wits have gone inviter of showers onto the shields. Now the rain of the high God starts pouring upon you. So he's like, Orlov's like too drunk to drink this. He's not going to have any of it, you know. You, and you're not thinking straight, Bard. You know, he probably kind of a threat. You shouldn't be near me. Yeah. So, so Egil at this point tosses the drinking horn away, drew his sword and thrust it into Bard's stomach until it comes out the back. Bard falls on the floor in his own blood. Olaf collapsed near him, spewing his own vomit. He's that drunk.
0: Ew. Oh, oh, bad situation.
1: Yep. Yeah, and Ego flees into the darkness. So oh, he just
0: leaves his friend. He's like, "You're, you're done.
1: You're, I'm out." So, you know, he's in a part of the hall where a lot of people aren't seeing what's going on. And Eggo, being Eggo, he just whoop, you know, and he takes this takes this guy out. So. At first the feast the people at the feast thinks Olive killed the bard, but then they go and they look at the they look at the scene and they're like of obviously passed out. It's probably that other guy that it was probably Egle that killed him. So the king sends people to guard the boats because they're on an island so that Egil, Egil can't escape. So Egil finding the boats were on the guard. He has no choice but to strip off all his clothes, makes a bundle to hold his shield and his weapons of his clothes, ties it, ties it to himself, and swims to the nearest island. And that's got to be cold. Wow. That's got to be cold. Well,
0: and how far is he swimming?
1: Well, I don't, I don't know. He could see it, so I, you know, I don't know. It sounds like he swam a considerable distance.
0: Yeah.
1: And so this island that he goes to is called Sedoi Island. It's a small island that Bard had used to keep some of the king's livestock. So after the original island of Altoid had been searched without finding Egil, the king sends men to some of these outlying islands to look for Egil. So Egil's kind of secreted in the bushes. He sees a boat of nine guys coming towards him.
0: Okay.
1: So... He kind of gets down in the bushes so six of the guys get off the boat and they're going to go search the island while the other three stay with the boat and they're going to guard the boat while they, these six other guys go search for Eggle.
0: Uh-huh.
1: so Eggle, as soon as the six guys are out of the sight, Eggle runs into three guys guarding the boat the first he's got his weapons ready he's going he's going full on Eggle at him he comes down, kills the first guy with a blow. The other guy's like, oh, I'm out of here. He starts running up the hill. Egil chops his leg off with a single blow. Wow. And now Egil no. attacks the boat. The guy the boat sees Egil coming, so he starts rowing away. Egil grabs the mooring lines and pulls the boat back to shore, jumps on the boat, and engages in some combat with this guy. He ends up Egil ends up killing this guy and throwing him overboard.
0: Wow, Eagle's got some some mad strength happening.
1: Yeah, well, if you remember, he's from a berserker line. Okay, his his grandfather, the Night Wolf, he was he was a berserker. Skullgrim had tremendous strength, right?
0: Mhm.
1: So, so, Eagle, he's in the boat. And he rose all that night and all the next day, and he gets back to where Thorin should be. He gets back okay. to Thorin's land. But the, the remaining man, stuck on Sedoi, built a signal fire, slaughtered some livestock to eat, and ended up waiting several days for someone to notice that they were out there and oh, wow. to come from the main island to rescue them. And by this time, the king had left the island for another feast.
0: Oh,
1: so he just he was like well yeah oh well. yeah you know you guys you know find this guy kill him i'm off to another party later
0: yeah so good to be the king it
1: is so however the king allowed Orlov and the rest of his men to leave altoid and go home without any without any recrimination uh, i you know i think the king in his mind thinks you know ego's kind of a bad seed and you know, I well. It
0: seems like he is.
1: Yeah, he's got a temper, that's for sure. So when Olaf arrived back at Thorin's place, he found that Thorin and Thorwulf had returned from a wedding. He told them what had happened on Altoid. Both Thorwolf and Arjuborn, if you remember, Arjuborn is Thorin's son, and he was actually becoming really good friends with Egil because they were about the same age. Oh yeah. Right. They both became upset because they're figuring we're not seeing Egil again. It's not happening, you know? Yeah. But then the next day, they find Egil asleep in his bed. And when they ask Egil about what happened, Egil spoke this verse Great in my deeds I slipped away from the realm of the Lord, of Norway and Gunhild. I do not boast overly by sending three servants of that tree of the Valkyrie, to the other world to stay in Hell's High Hall. So, Archiborne, he applauds the deeds, and he tells his dad, it's your duty to make terms with the king. Thorin said, while people may agree Bard deserved to be killed, you, eagle have inherited your family's gift of caring too little about incurring the king's wrath. And that will be a great burden for most people to bear.
0: I don't see why Bard deserved to be killed.
1: Uh, It might be just the standards of the time. That, you know, that if you're going to offer shelter, you know, he probably should have invited them straight up to the feast with the king. I mean, or either that or just sent them away.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Okay. Um, so basically what, what Thorin's saying is, is like, Egil, you're going to be, it's going to be hard for anybody to really <laughs> be your friend if you keep this up <laughs> be, because you're just causing mayhem. So Thorin did go to see the king who was furious about what had occurred, making it almost impossible to talk to him. In the end, Thorn was able to strike a deal for compensation with the king. Eric said that his father would prove to be right when he said that the pledges could hardly be made on behalf of these kinsmen so Eric saying, "My dad was right <laughs> you can't you can't trust this whole line of people coming from the night wolf yeah and so But he also told Thorin to make sure Egil did not stay in his realm. Eric also told Thorin to make sure Egil did not stay in his realm long. The king said he accepted the money for the death of these men for Thorin's sake. Had nothing to do with Egil, but he knew Thorin was a good guy. And he's like, you know, if I don't, I'm going to have to go to war with you, and I don't want to, you know. Gotcha. So Egil and Thorin Thorwuk, wintered with Arjuborn and Thorin, and were treated well that winter. So
0: okay, so so Thorin doesn't try to try to kick him out yet.
1: No, he hasn't tried to kick him out, which I kind of feel is maybe it's another custom of the times that you don't turn people out in the dead as it gets to becoming winter. Because yeah, that makes because sense. I read up a little bit on these feasts to the disir. And they were usually held um, in late fall, like in November, and some is mm. and depending on the, the area, sometimes as late as February. Okay. So at this point, the next summer, Thorough and Egil go raiding in the Baltic. They go to a place called Corland.
0: Corland. Where where is Corland?
1: So Corland is from looking at it. it's an area kind of along the Baltic Sea, and it's kind of where Lithuania and Poland come together. Um, Okay. So they head out in the Baltic. They're going to do some raiding. They make make some land. They hit land, and they kind of look at the, the situation that they've got, and they're like, hey, this is going to be easy pickings because they're mostly kind of like farmers. They're not like... Truly, a warring people. So they break into a couple of different groups. So Thorolf goes off, and Egil goes off with some men. So Egil raids this farm, and he goes in, and he's raiding the farm, and as he, as he's looking at the situation, he gets into like he gets into like the inner. Um, they had a big stockade that protected. Okay protected the village so he gets in there and and his men are going and they're they're doing their raiding and Engel overestimates himself and they end up getting captured because it sounds like they got in an area of the stockade that narrowed and the people had built it this way so that they could kind of lure the attackers in there and then shut gates behind them and they were trapped so they got trapped and they get captured but it's coming on night, and the the guy that's in charge of the village, he's like, um, you know, it's getting night. We shouldn't, we'll just, we'll tie him up and we'll kill him in the morning. And the, the son is like, we should kill him now. Because the dad was like, no, let's let's kill him in the morning, let's wait. So they take him to a longhouse, and they, they tie him up in the longhouse, and they tie Egil. To like a post in the middle of the long. Do they house.
0: also? Do they also have Thorol?
1: No, he's off somewhere else. Okay. Because they broke. Spro- they they broke up. Uh, they split into two groups. So, Eggle's tied to a big post in the middle of this longhouse, and he starts. He's like, okay, we got to get out of here. So he manages to pull the post down. And slip out of his and untie his men. Well, wow. and you had asked about Thorloff earlier. And so they go back to the boats. Thorloff goes back to the boats and there's no Egil. So he starts to get worried and they sound the horn and there's no reply. So they're worried that something's happened to Egil. So Egil's gotten out of this. He's taken down the thing, taken down the center post, freed himself, freed the men that were with him. And now the next thing is escape. So they look at the way the building's constructed, and Egel and his men take the post that he's torn down, and they bust down a wall, and now they're in another room. And while they're kind of looking in this other room, they find a trap door. And in this trap door, they open the trap door, there's some guys down there. And Egel starts talking to them and asks them if they want to come out, and they do. So they get the rope, they pull this guy out, and one of these guys' name is AIK. So I'm going, Aki. Aki? Aki. Anyway, so they get to talking to him. They'd been captured and made slaves. And the first year, it was okay. They were from Denmark. The first year, it was kind of okay. The second year, they decided, no, we got to get home. So they, they try and escape. They get captured and thrown in this pit, and Egil rescues them. So Egel, okay. so Ego's talking to him and say, hey, you know, you know the layout, you know how this farm's constructed. How are we going to get out of here? You know, so Egel said, the, a key tells him, go ahead and if we knock down this wall, we can get outside and, and, and we'll be, and then we can make our move from there. But that's not good enough for Egel. So Egel's like, you know this farm well, so where are the valuables? right so they knock down this other wall they get outside I he just met kind of told them where the treasure is so they go they take the treasure while the people are sleeping and they're making their escape but that's still not good enough for Egil so they're on their way back to their boats to Thor and they're gonna go and Egil goes you know what this isn't good you know He's just going to wake up in the morning and find out that he's been robbed. And no, he should know who did it. <laughs> so Egel runs off by himself to the, to, back to the village where the people are staying in the hall.
0: Seems like a bad decision.
1: Oh, well, let's see if it is or not. So Egel takes uh, a log that's on fire that's burning in the hearth. And he takes it and he jams it under the eaves and sets the place where all the people are sleeping on fire. And
0: how how does that inform anybody who did it?
1: Well, as people are coming out to escape the fire, Eggo's right at the door, stabbing them
0: oh, as they come man. out.
1: Right. So either you died by Eggo's sword or you burned in the fire he started.
0: That's intense.
1: Yeah. So, so now they, they, he makes it back to the boat, gets with Thorolf, and they sail back and they continue kind of raiding in the Baltic. So Eki, who's from Denmark, they he's with them now, and they're going back and they're, they're going, um, they're going towards Denmark. And so Thorolf and Egil are asking him, Hey, you know, where, where, where would be a good place to raid? And so he tells them about this place, this little village called Lund. And so they go back to Denmark, they land in Lund, and they basically plunder Lund. And it's said in the in the saga that, you know, Egil's leading the raid and he runs in there, you know, kills some people, everyone else freaks out and leaves. And they successfully um, plunder this little village called Okay. so now they're they're kind of sailing around Denmark and you know they've done their plundering well they they come to a place called Holland and they land and the guy that they go goes down and for whatever reason he kind of likes these guys and so he offers to throw them a feast I guess it's better to throw them a feast than get plundered I don't know So so they're throwing this feast and the guy pairs everybody off with a woman. And so Egil ends up drinking the night with some gal. It's the first time that we're actually seeing um, uh, Egil show interest in someone, um, you know, maybe romantically, you know. So that, and he's at, he's, she's actually an earl's daughter
0: okay and this is still in denmark
1: this is in denmark okay. and so he speaks this verse, or actually she speaks this first when they first sit down and she says what do you want my seat for you have not often fed wolves with warm flesh i'd rather stoke my own fire this autumn you did not see ravens screeching over chopped bodies you were not there when razor sharp blades clashed. So she's saying that, you know, maybe there was some some violence that took place and in her realm, and he wasn't there for any of it. So, you know.
0: So she's not interested.
1: So you're not interested or you're not like a true Viking. Okay. So Egil takes your hand Sits beside her and speaks a verse. I have wielded a blood-stained sword and a howling spear. The bird of carrying followed me. Actually, that's the raven, kind of the bird of death. When the Vikings pressed forth in fury, we fought battles. Fire swept through men's homes. We made bloody bodies slumped dead by the city gates. And I guess maybe that's what a woman was looking for? I don't know.
0: Well, because then he's plundering and he's killing people and he's taking their wares so he can support her, protect her, bring her the plunder.
1: Right. So they drank together the rest of the night. They got along great. So Aki and his sons, who Egil and Thorolf had rescued, or Egil, um, they went home to their, fa- their farmlands um, in, in Jutland, which is a kind of a peninsula there on Denmark. And so they got along well, and they parted as friends, you know. And so when autumn arrived, Egil and Thorolf go back to Norway. They're gonna okay. they're gonna winter there again, you know. Which
0: and they're not and they're not supposed supposed to, right?
1: They're not supposed to. Well, at least yeah. Egil's not supposed to. No. Um,
0: and so, do they just leave this feast girl behind?
1: They do. They do. Um, you know. So, when they get there to Thorin's place, he's wel- they're welcome warmly, and the son, Arjibor, even more so. Arjibor's just excited to see Egil. And, and he, he asks him to stay for the winter. And Thorin's like, Oh, my son, that's a rash invitation. We're going to incur the wrath of the king. Um, and again, again, Archiborn says, you can use your influence with the king to stop him from objecting to Egil staying here. Uh, you know, um, and it, at the, at the end of the day, Thorin, I don't think went and saw the king, but he allowed them to stay there. Okay. You know, and... But there was two guys that ended up going and telling the king about this.
0: Okay, so somebody tattletaled.
1: Yeah, so somebody tattled, and they went and, and told the king. And the person who got really upset about it was she Yeah, because
0: Gunhild really has it out for you.
1: Yeah, so Gunnhild is, like, not happy about it, and she has words with King Rick, and... King Eric says, you know, I'm, I'm not, well, I'm not doing this in the dead of winter, you know, for, forget it, you know. But Gunhild has two brothers, Evelyn Braggart and Alf Askman. So she talks to them and says, you know, I want you to go, I want you to kill this guy. I want you to kill Egil. And she sends out these assassins. So word gets back to Thorin. Thor, Thorif, no, Thorin. So it gets back to Thorin that the that the king knows that Egil and Thorin are staying with him. So he goes. Uh-huh. He he does go to see the king now. And he goes to a feast. He kind of makes some peace with the king, but at the same time, Gudhel's brothers are kind of in the back.
0: And they're, they're waiting to pounce?
1: They're waiting to pounce. So they have this feast, and during the course of the feast, the brothers, Gunhild says, well, you know, if we can't kill Egil, kill Thorin. So he sent, she sends the two brothers out to kill Thorin. Whoa. But, but because there's people always close to Thorin, they can't do it. So as the party goes on, they're drinking, the two brothers are drinking in a temple, and one of Thorin's men's there, and they and Erwin the Braggart kills him. But because he kills him in a temple, he becomes outlawed instantaneously. Because you can't do that in a temple.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So now the king's like, now the king is going to Thorin and saying, I want to make compensation for the man that we killed. Now, here's a bold move. Thorin's like, no, <laughs> you can't compensate me for my man. <laughs> so that's a bold move on Thorin's part. Yeah. Right. So, so they all kind of separate ways. Right. Yeah. And they go, they go back and they, and they tell, they tell Egil and Thorin about what happened. And now we're kind of, we're moving into the next summer, right? Um, they've told, somehow I think they found out that this Evelyn Braggart and Alf Askman, the king's brother, or the queen's brothers, are, try, are are on a mission to kill him. And they have to go raiding again the next year in the Baltic, Thorof and Egil. So, okay. so while they're out... Egil's kind of in his own boat, and Thoroughf's in his own boat, and they kind of get separated somewhere around Denmark. Well, Egil runs in to Evelyn Braggart in his boat, and he kills him and takes his boat. Ah. So he he kills him and takes his boat. Gunhild's so, going to be pissed. Yeah, Gunhild's going to be pissed. So now. He goes back, he meets with Thorof, and Thorof's like, this is a nice boat, where'd you get the boat? And he tells him that he killed Evelyn Braggart. And so at this point, you know, now his brother Thorof's like, you're you're making it almost impossible for us to stay in Norway. There's no way we're going to be able to stay in Norway at this point. You know, we had the leverage because, you know, this guy... Killed one of my, killed one of Thorin's men, but now you killed the Queen's brother. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah. So, so now, Thorup's upset. Thorin's like, what are you doing? And, and now, I, where are they going to go? Where are they yeah. going to go? To so, Denmark.
0: But, I'm guessing to Denmark.
1: Well, it could possibly be Denmark. I mean, this is going to be in the next next segment but you know it makes it clear that Egil's going to have to look for another place to stay you know and kind of looking yeah looking looking ahead in the days of King Harold the Fair haired this is King King Eric's father Alfred the Great reigned over England the first of his kings meant to be sole ruler there and his son, Edward, succeeded him on the throne and was the father of Alston, the victorious, who fostered come the good. At this time, Al succeeded on the throne. So I don't know if he's going to end up in England or Scotland or Ireland or back in Iceland or maybe Denmark. But when we get back into it, um, Eggel's looking for something to be. Okay. So that kinda brings us brings us to um the end of today's but I mean he's
0: that was an eventful episode. Yeah, I
1: mean he's 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 chopped off guys legs, he's killed people out of spite, he's killed people for show. I mean, Eggle's a force to be reckoned with. I mean he's plundered, he's made a lot of a lot of money, maybe he's got a girlfriend coming up, I don't know. Um you know, just interesting interesting things going on.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Medieval Murder. If you have any listener questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please feel free to reach out via our Twitter account, at Murder Medieval, our Instagram account, at Medieval Murder, or via email at info.medievalmurder at gmail.com. And if any of you are interested in rocking some medieval murder merchandise, take a look at our website, medievalmurder.org. Tune in in two weeks for our holiday special episode.